Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We interrupt your regularly scheduled foray into the adventures of Dr. Delbert Easton, friends, with this special presentation. It's that time of year once again, friends and followers. The holiday season is in full swing, and long-time listeners of this paroxial program know that we tend to have a special gift for the fearless faithful of the Scarab Archives. Rest assured, my friends, this year will be no different. Well, it will be slightly different. You see, for Easton Company at least, it's still very much the month of March. Can't be celebrating Christmas very well nine months early, can he? So I decided that, as my special gift to you, I would use my abilities to open a brief window into the Aether to another Christmas day in another version of the Scarab Archives. As that dastardly deviant with no eyes revealed recently, there are infinite timelines with infinite possibilities. Why not peel back the curtain to another Christmas day in the not-too-distant past? This tale of holiday horror occurred in that tumultuous year of 2020. Delbert East is spending Christmas deep in the Scarab Archives, and he's about to have a visitor. This time, I'm afraid it won't be the rhyming. And I'm also afraid that this may very well be this version of East's last Christmas. So, without any further delay, the Scarab Archives is proud to present our fourth annual holiday special, The Chain. Merry Christmas, Delbert. The what's that? Today. It is Christmas Day. It is? Oh. It is. Well, uh... Merry Christmas, Gilbert. Oh, I just noticed your new screensaver. It is nothing much. Just a stock photo. A roaring fireplace and a mantle with stockings waiting to be filled. It's cute. Festive. Thank you. I must say that I am surprised to see you here today. You don't see me at all, Gilbert, but I know what you mean. Why are you here on today of all days? Should you not be home with your friends and family? My family, what little I have, is all the way in Ohio. As to friends, well, I don't have any. What about Miss Clark? <laughs> We're barely co-workers, let alone friends. No, I'm better suited down here catching up on the backlog. Stuart's breathing down my neck as it is. I admit, I am feeling a touch melancholy. Why is that? I have always loved this time of year. This is my first Christmas I have been able to communicate with someone in a very long time. Well, do you want to sing Christmas carols? I can bring down a TV. You can at least hear It's a Wonderful Life. The most important part of Christmas time for me has always been sharing in the company of my fellow man. In that regard... Delbert, I am celebrating the holiday to the fullest. That's a touching sentiment, Gilbert. Thank you. <sighs> All right, what should we catalog next? I believe, in the spirit of the season, case file L-175 might be of interest. Oh, yes, uh, very interesting piece. All right, uh, let's see here. 
Now there's a note. Put on gloves before handling the item. Okay, let me just put these on then. Case file L-175. Designation, the chain. The chain is a length of iron links approximately 7 feet long from tip to tip. The links themselves range between 3.5 to 4 inches in length with a width of exactly 3 inches. The lengths are a faded gray in color with several noticeable patches of rust spread across the length of the thing. Smelted to the chain at various points are a number of, for lack of a better term, jingle bells. The bells were once golden, but are now as faded as the rest of the chain. The chain was found by a pair of explorers somewhere in the region of the Bavarian Alps. These two enterprising young men, their names have been redacted due to international agreement, found the chain in a snowbank in March of 1978. According to historical records, the area the explorers were visiting had been home to a small village that was lost in a terrible blizzard sometime between 1890 and 1893. Knowing the history of the area, the duo initially believed they'd found a fun souvenir. They bundled it up and carried it down the mountain with them. It should be noted that neither of the men had any skin-to-skin -skin contact with the chain until after they returned to civilization. It is upon that said return to civilization when the first man touched the chain for the first time without gloves, and that is when the trouble began. According to his sworn testimony, upon laying his hand upon the chain, our young friend seemed to know things about his partner that he couldn't possibly have known. He had some sureness and knowledge about the various wrongdoings in his friend's life. He could see every cheated math test, every act of schadenfreude. He somehow even knew about him stealing another child's toy when he couldn't have been only older than three. He touched the chain, and he knew these things. Before giving it a second thought, our first subject insisted that his friend also lay hands upon the chain. He must have been seeking some kind of validation. What happened next? Well, our first subject doesn't like to talk about it. After rigorous questioning from local police as to why his best friend and mountain climbing partner suddenly decided to try choking him to death with the chain, he finally confessed his belief that, as the chain had shown him all of his friend's moral transgressions, it had also shown his friend all of his, including a drunken one-night stand with said best friend's fiance. The chain remained in lockup for a number of years before being acquired by the Lazarus Foundation. While it offers no immediate aid in achieving our eventual goal, it's better to have it where we know where it is rather than have it out in the wild. Carbon dating has been attempted on the chain, but the results make no sense. Though material testing confirms that the thing is 100% pure iron, all age tests indicate that the chain predates the first forging of iron in the 12th century. It is the belief of senior researchers in the Lazarus Foundation that the chain is somehow tied to the Eastern European mythic figure of Krampus. In storytelling tradition, Krampus is the friend and partner of Sinterklaas, who travels the world with him punishing the naughty. It does this in a variety of ways, including beating them with bindles of sticks, and in extreme cases, simply bagging them up and carting them off to hell. Krampus is often associated with chains like this one, as it uses them to bind the sinner in question. Given the nature of the chain, all members of the Foundation are not to touch the item without gloves, no exceptions.
skin-to-skin contact of any kind is strictly forbidden. But one must wonder why. Is it not obvious? To lay a hand upon the chain would allow you to see the past sins of another. But think of how useful this could be, Gilbert. We've got a foolproof lie detector straight from Santa Claus's demon bestie. This would absolutely solve all of our problems. You still believe there are spies in the Foundation? Of course there are! We have the key, Gilbert! It was in our grasp, and suddenly it's just gone? And you still suspect Hadley? You know I don't trust her. Brother Stewart trusts her. <laughs> yeah, like that's supposed to make me feel any better. She hasn't even taken her second vows yet. Where is she, anyway? It is Christmas Day. She said she had family visiting from out of town. Oh, I'm so sure. Family. More like fellow members of the Order. <sighs> Gilbert, I'm gonna do it. That is not advised, Brother East. I will have to contact Brother Stewart. Why am I suddenly Brother East when you're trying to get me in trouble? Gilbert, the Order of Agnon is breathing down our necks. I'm telling you, they have found the Scarab Archives. They're already here. They're in our records, finding out which of our relics is the most useful in opening the doorway. They're impeding us until they can muster their forces and try and crush us. You are being paranoid. No! It is not paranoia if it's true. We had the key, Gilbert. The key! We could have rang in the new year by opening the door and letting in the endless. You are not sure if it was even the key we needed. And now I won't ever know, will I? Because Hadley Clark snatched it from right under our noses. I bet she had something to do with Isabella's death as well. You cannot know that. Oh, but Gilbert, that's the beautiful thing. I can. Delbert, please. Relax, Gilbert. Just gonna run a little test with you here. Just need to know that this thing actually works. All right, here we go. What's the expression? Gruss von Krampus? <laughs> there. I... I... I see. <laughs> I... I... I know. Delbert. Gilbert. Gilbert, it's working. I... I, I see it all. You, you plagiarized that essay in high school. The one that won a state prize. And more, you, you, you robbed your grandparents' house and pawned their ancestral silver for more computer equipment. <laughs> oh, you absolute bastard. And, 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 and. Oh, oh God. Oh, my endless... Brother East, you must understand. It was you! You killed Isabella! Incorrect. I merely let her die. A distinction without a difference, you cold-hearted... Why? Because she disgusted me. All of you do. I could have stopped her from playing the ukulele, true. But what would it have gained me? No. Better to have one less of you despicable monsters in this world. You're with them. With the Order of Agnon. You're the one who's been feeding them information. You're the spy! You and... And... And Hadley! I knew it! Of course I have been. Did you really think that just because you gave me a voice again meant that I would help your mad quest to destroy the world? We're not trying to destroy the world, you simple CPU! When the Endless crosses over, we'll... The Endless will not cross over. You will be stopped. <laughs> 
And how can you be so sure of that, you irritating little... Gilbert? Gilbert, what's happening? The chain... It's... It's getting colder. Delberties. What the... What the hell? I see your sins. I see your cries. You have been naughty. <laughs> you think you think this scares me? I serve an entity beyond even you. And I stopped believing in Santa Claus a long time ago. It matters not what you believe. Krampus believes in you. Hey! Hey, what the hell? Get this... Get this thing off me! You have done enough damage at this world, Delbert East. It is time for you to come to my life. Oh, yeah? And how are you going to get me there, huh? I don't see a chimney around here anywhere. You don't? <laughs> I do. What are you... What are you... Hey. Hey, the chain is pulling me. Pull me towards the... The screen. Oh, God, the screensaver. No. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Delbert East. <laughs> well, wasn't that a delightful twist? If there's ever a crisis of infinite Easts, I don't think our favorite scholar will have to worry about that dark doppelganger. One must always look at the positives, of course. After being squeezed into that computer monitor, that evil East will fit nicely into a perfectly sized Christmas gift. We hope you enjoyed this fun little holiday what-if, and would like to leave you this little reminder. Be good to one another. Not just at this time of year, but all the year round. There just might be an infinite number of yous out there. Why not try being the best of them? This is The Radio, wishing you and yours the happiest of holidays. We'll return with our regularly scheduled programming... soon. Stay tuned. <laughs> well, here we are again. I know it doesn't seem like it, but I really do hate disappointing all of you over and over and over again. I had big plans for this year. Season 4 was all lined up and ready to go, the cast was built and excellent. But as is often the case with projects like ours, a few loose cogs makes the whole machine fall apart. Maybe my aspirations were just too big, I don't know. In any case, our total episode output this year, including this Christmas special, has been a grand total of three. That's unacceptable. It's unacceptable to me, and it's unacceptable to, for you. 
You deserve an explanation, and I intend to give you one as best as I can. This year, I have suffered grievous physical injury and intense personal issues. I have faced the dissolution of partnership and the loss of dear friends. Our voice actors have faced unavoidable setbacks that have required extensions on their recording time and sadly, in two cases, the rewriting of the entire season 4 outline to remove their characters entirely, which, as you can imagine, necessitated a complete rewrite of the entire plot, the loss of major emotional beats, and long-awaited character payoffs. It got so bad at one point that I just considered abandoning the entire series. But I want to thank two very special people in particular who changed my mind. I don't know their real names, but I know their usernames. Hobbit Falls and Rolling for Initiative. These two brave souls did the unthinkable and wrote the first eight pieces of fanfiction for the Scarab Archives on Archive of Our Own. Now, I've been an avid reader and writer of fanfiction my entire life, so when I saw that someone was writing stories of their own with characters that I had created in a world that I'd birthed, it was, it was honestly one of the high points of my life as a creative. Those two young people saved the Scarab Archives. I hope you're hearing this, and I hope you know that you both have my sincerest thanks. I have once again rewritten the plot of Season 4. And this time, it is leaner and meaner. I won't set an unrealistic deadline, but I can assure you that I will do everything in my power to start getting episodes up on a routine basis again. In the meantime, I do have a special gift that I've been working on in the background. I've noticed some complaints from new listeners about the early episodes' short length and the abundance of ads. To combat this, I've been working on what I've been calling the Master Tapes of Season 1 and Season 2. These will be single episodes condensing every episode of the first two seasons, with some episodes even getting new line reads with our incredible VAs who came on board after the season was over. The Season 1 Master Tape is on track to be finished in January, while Season 2 should be out sometime in March. In the meantime, it's off to the old grindstone for your poor creative director. I've got a lot of work to do in the year ahead. It's going to take a lot of work to make all of this up to you. And I intend to. Happy New Year's, my friends. This is Thomas Crane, signing off.